a very warm welcome to our Whispers of the Soul podcast, where we host conscious conversations with a spiritual and soulful twist. We and our guest speakers talk about life-changing events orchestrated from our soul, so that we can raise the profile of our quieter and more softer voice that comes from our intuition. So stay with us for your next soul download. Whispers of the soul. Well, hello and welcome everybody to another episode of Whispers of the Soul. I'm Sally. And I'm Sibby. Um, and we are deliriously excited uh, because we have a very special guest with us today, um, Amy Dempster, who is joining us all the way across from the States. Um, so Amy Dempster helps in understanding the healing power of the earth. What began as openly sharing her spiritual journey on her popular blog, Following Hawks, has become a resource for others wanting to learn how to communicate with nature and share their unique healing gifts with the earth. Together with the spirits of the land in the mountains of the northwest Montana, she, she tends portals and stargates on the land where she lives, along with any grid keeping work that she's assigned. She also leads the Earth Tenders Academy an immersive online journey to help others re-establish their connection with their ancient ancestors, learn to communicate with the seen and unseen forces in their environment and respectfully offer their healing energy to places in need, which I think in need. There are a lot of places. <laughs> is the word right yeah. now. Um, Amy is also the host of the podcast, The Earth Keepers, which is how I found Amy and I love it. Um, yeah, so, to it as well. yeah, a very, very <laughs> warm welcome, Amy. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to chat. Oh, I just, I, I don't know where to start. I know <laughs> there's so much that you do that is just so fascinating. Yeah. And, um, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to you being interviewed. I can't remember the lady's name now, actually, but you were talking yeah. about how, um, you first started getting into this sort of work and your, journey and I, I think this is where the following hawks came into it because you said you kept seeing these hawks it's almost like the sign which is very shamanism based I guess um uh, to to what you're doing now it's, it sounds like it's been such a journey how how have you found it and you know kind of what you know what is your driving force right now um your passion right now yeah, it's really, you know, it's it's been a journey that's unfolded over many, many years. And so it really, you know, the Hawks were kind of the the initial instigators, I guess you could say, um, yeah. to really lead me on the path and start asking more questions and kind of looking into this um this path. But it was really a handful of years later, um, after we had moved to Montana, where there's lots of tall pine trees, you know, forest all around. And I would just be out for walks every day. And I just started really um, kind of receiving these messages, right? Where it's like, 
thoughts in your head that you didn't put there, right? <laughs> Things yes. that were, um, you know, kind of coming to me. And it took me a little while to figure out, but I finally realized it was the trees, you know, that the trees were um, communicating with me and um, usually just asking me to do things for them. Like they wanted me to pick up trash most often <laughs> while I was out on my walks. And so that through that was really what made me start saying, okay, like if they can talk to me, can I talk to them? And can I, who else can I talk to, right? <laughs> like who else wants mm-hmm. to, um, wants to communicate and share? And so that was really um, kind of how things came to be. And was a lot of trial and error on my part over a number of years to kind of figure out um for me personally you know how mm-hmm. how does this work and um and and how do i have these conversations and why why do we have these conversations and what's happening and what did yeah. what does nature want from us right and that really has unfolded into this you know what i who knows now 15 year <laughs> long journey um exploring many different kind of earth elements and energies and working uh, directly with the spirits of the land. And, you know, my, my passion now, I would say is just the land where I live. Mm -hmm. Uh, We moved here, gosh, six years ago now. And it was, you know, just a piece of land when we bought it and we built the house and have been doing work. And, you know, I think a lot of my energy has been focused outward and in assisting others and in doing, you know, readings for other people and other locations and doing work on the land in other places. And really this year, you know, the message that I've been getting so strongly has really been like, now's the time, right? Like now's the yeah. time to work. You know, <laughs> you've got all the infrastructure in place, all these, you know, things like now, now it's time to work here. And so really wow. that's where a lot of my focus has gone over the past year. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. It, it's, I was thinking actually on the way here that, um, do you think for a person to work with nature, they have a right place to be, if you see what I mean, because I, for example, <laughs> I've always, always been really drawn to the sea and I've always felt that that's where I belong. I belong near the sea and I live actually, we li- we're like right in the middle of England. Yeah. Um, but I'm just interested, do you, you saying that, you know, when you moved there, obviously there was something, wasn't there in the, in the, in the soil, I guess, or in the, you know, in or the, the spirit or the spirits the or land. something in that <laughs> land where you moved to, do you feel that people have a a right place where they will more effectively connect with nature or do you think that we can build that skill you know wherever we are yeah I definitely think you can build the skill wherever you are you know I think we forget sometimes because we have built over so much of the land right but that there's still land there and there's still energies there and even if it's a high-rise apartment building right there's a tree probably on the street outside or a creek you know, going through the back of the complex or something. And so there's nature all around and and it's always wanting to communicate with us. But I also think there are not just maybe one, but many places that we each would feel especially called to or especially um, drawn to, to work with the energies. And who knows, you know, maybe some of it is um, past or other lifetimes where we've been in that place. Maybe some of it is, um, you know, a, a soul contract that we had, you know, when we came into this life to live in a certain place. But I think, you know, we've all felt um, how different places kind of call to us. And and I think 
And my experience has been that different places can open different things within us. So sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a matter of, you know, you go somewhere and you feel so deeply drawn there and you live there for a year or five years or 20 years. And all of a sudden one day you're like, that's it. I'm done here. I, I, I don't, I don't feel whatever that was that I needed to, to feel here because the land really helped in unlocking, uh, you know, particular experiences or lessons or healing or whatever needed to happen that would be easily, um, you know, just more easily uh, tra- would transpire in that location than another place. And so you just reach the next kind of point in your own personal growth and evolution and, um, you know, are then drawn to a new location. Yeah. So fascinating. I think as well, one of the things that, you know, really stands out in in the work that you do um, and and the information that you give and, you know, the property readings that you do and things like that, it's this almost this open curiosity to inquire and check in with the land, with the spirits of, okay, what do you need? What do we need to know, acknowledge, recognize, heal, change, or whatever it is. And, you know, over the years, it's almost like we've, I don't know whether intentionally or not, or just through ignorance, but we've just built stuff wherever we want to build stuff. And we've just, yeah. you know, um, created different landmarks and different homes. And, and we, we, there's a lot of, we don't even know what was here before we were here. And, you know, you go back to, we mentioned at the start about the shamanism of the natives, obviously they had a, a different idea of that, didn't they? They had a different reverence almost for the land and that it was sacred and kind of probably had one foot in, in that, in that world, mm-hmm. you know, working with the spirits of the land. And I just think the work that you're doing, Amy, is helping people to almost remember, oh, hang on, <laughs> you know, like you say, it doesn't even matter if you're in a high rise or something, mm-hmm. you're still on land. There's land beneath you, isn't there? <laughs> mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, there's and there's spirits you. there that have opinions. So, <laughs> And I, I was wondering with some of the, because I've, I've watched a couple of the um, the YouTubes that you do, the yeah, on YouTube, the property readings. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if that's something that's come up through those where it's kind of people obviously taking an active interest now, they're wanting to reconnect, but it's been forgotten or left for so long if that's what you're finding with these sorts of things. Yeah, it's really fascinating because, again, like there's spirits everywhere. They're, they're there, they are working um, with and around us in many cases. I- and And I think... Unfortunately, in our culture, we have come to a place where we have like the humans and all of the human things and then everything else. But from their perspective, it's all one ecosystem, right? Like humans were always a part of the ecosystem. And when you remove us from the ecosystem and you remove us from um, from that web, there are many things that can't happen or don't happen in the same way. And that's really you know, no matter where you are in the world, wherever your ancestry came from, right, you you can take your ancestry back to a, a people who had an earth honoring tradition who understood that they were part of that web of life and that there were things that humans had a responsibility to do to keep the energy, you know, working and functioning properly. And so that's what I come across a lot in readings is, you know, spirits who you know, although we're in different planes, we're layered on top of each other, right? And Mm. so, you know, that's why you, for instance, might see a spirit, right? Like they're 
they're here in our plane um, and yet in another dimension. And so these spirits of the land are the exact same way. And in order to make energetic shifts on the land, in order to resolve an issue or improve the energy, they need someone in a physical form Mm. to kind of hold that energy and hold that change. And so a lot of times, you know, we think something is so complicated, or I don't know how to do that, or um, I don't want to mess it up, right? (laughs) I I don't want to do something wrong. And really, a lot of times, it's just like holding that space and holding that energy so that the things, the efforts that are made on the spirit plane can kind of like come as a bridge into this world and where we actually see change and see things um, shift as a result of that work that's done on the energetic plane. And so Mm. often that's what I'm doing in in a reading really is not just, it's kind of two pieces, right? Part of it is just having that conversation like, Hey, who's here? What do you, what do you want to tell me about? What are there any problems? What, what's going on? Do you need my help with anything? And, and then the other piece is that is it when they say, yes, could you help with something? Um, Really a lot of times it's like, I'm just holding that door open so that that energy work can kind of transpire and move between our plane and, um, and their plane. And then we can see the results in our uh-huh. Yeah. physical reality yeah and it's, it, oh go on I'm, I'm just gonna that... say because that brings me on to the the what you do with portals and how that's you... what I was gonna yeah. ask <laughs> the portals because it's um you know some some people get a bit freaked out don't they they'll be like oh god I don't know what that is and you know what if something weird comes out and you know they get a bit <laughs> panicky but um I and I don't think I've ever heard anybody else talk about how you can shift the frequency you know if there's something that's feels a bit maybe darker or negative and you can hold the frequency so it shifts to something more positive which is a transmutation I guess process but yeah I just wanted to ask you for people listening that may be thinking what's a portal and where do they come from and do I have them in the house or are they on the land you know could you Explain a little bit about your experience with portals. Yeah, it's really interesting because I think, you know, our media, right, whether it's movies or TV shows or whatever, now social media, right, kind of feeds into this idea of, um, first of all, like everything being scary, right? Like Mm -hmm. everything in the spirit world is something scary or it's after you or you have no control, Um and and or that you're just kind of stuck with it right like if you have a haunted house too bad you've got a haunted house right and my experience has been like well you can fix anything right and anything can be fixed we as humans incarnated on earth we have free will and we get to decide you know who lives in our house who can come and go who can interact with our energy fields and so you know when it comes to portals um and and these are you know, probably what you're imagining. It's an energetic energy spot in which um, I, I always say if a if a vortex is the freeway, uh, portal is an exit, right? It just, it has a door. It's just a, mm-hmm. you know, this movement of energy, but it's a place in which energies from another plane can come onto this plane and vice versa. And, you know, they, they aren't we tend to think of them as this is a good portal or a bad portal, or a lot of people just say bad, evil, negative portals, right? Mm. Um, but they they just exist on a frequency. That's it. It's not, you know, it's not good, bad, or otherwise. It's it's on a frequency. And whatever energies match that frequency, they can use the portal. It's like having a key um, that fits in the lock. And so mm. 
if it's a lower vibrational energetic portal, then that's when you get those not very savory energies <laughs> coming into your house. Yeah. And so um, I always laugh. I'm like, why are they always in someone's closet? I'm not sure why. Yeah, <laughs> I don't get that <laughs> either. <laughs> People are like, there's so many in my closet. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. I'll have to ask sometimes. Sometimes mirrors. <laughs> sometimes mirrors. <laughs> or mirrors. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And so, and, you know, basements, right? Like all the, all the kind of, creepy, you know, creepy, creepy <laughs> places, places, right? Yeah. But I always say like, and there can be many different reasons why you would ha- might have a lot of spirits coming and going from your house. But usually when somebody says, I have all kinds of different spirits that come in my house and I clear them out and then a whole different group is back the next day, right? It's not like that one spirit named Bill who used to live in the house that you see on occasion, right? Like, you know, his name, you know, he's there. It's always yeah. the same spirit. That's totally different than Mm -hmm. I have a whole bunch of spirits in my house and I clear them out and then a whole bunch of different spirits come. That's usually my clue of like, I'm probably going to look for a portal because, um, because exactly that it's just a door. So it's like, you know, you just feel like you're doing all this work to stay up with keeping your house clear Mm -hmm. um, because the portal's there. And so, and again, it could be at any frequency. It might it might be a really high vibrational portal, or it might be like a lot of star beings coming in. Like, but that could be really just disruptive in your house, right? Like, personally, mm-hmm. I want my house to be like a quiet, calm place. Yeah, I don't yeah. want you know random energies just wandering <laughs> in and out or like bothering me while I'm sleeping. That's not what I want. Got so. a check in, check out system. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, it's not that's not cool with me. So, yeah. um, but that being said, it's your house, and that's you know what I teach as well it's like it's your house you can do whatever you want it's your rules if that doesn't bother you go for it but uh I want my house to be a calm quiet place and then I can intentionally tune in communicate if there is something or some place and then you know close that door and go back into my quiet calm space and so you know what what you're referring to with the frequencies is that if you portals can't always be closed or it's not, that's where I would work with the spirits. What's the purpose of this portal? Does it need to stay open? Is it being used, you know, for reasons that, that I don't understand, but it still needs to be open. And so, and oftentimes they'll say, yes, we really actually want that portal to, to stay open, but you could change the frequency of it. So you don't have those kind of lower vibrational energies coming and going. So I always just suggest, you know, just think of anything that, increases the frequency of the vibration. So, um, you know, playing solfeggio frequencies, you know, just, yeah. you know, play some in that room or um, for, you know, a day or two, um, any kind of, well, like smoke clearing and cleansing, essential oils, um, yeah, plants, mm-hmm. you know, of any kind, those types of things all help to raise the frequency. So um, that usually slows down the flow of energies that are coming and going and you can always ask for just a spirit guardian of the portal and that you just say like you're in charge like you say the check in and out system like you know uh, outsource that to somebody else so it's not your full-time job (laughs) (laughs) yeah so one of my friends she's um a nutritionist and, and a physiotherapist and she has a lot of stuff happening kind of it's at the front of her house where her garden is and she gets mm-hmm. a lot of birds that just fly in and hit windows mm. and they kind of will leave a print but a lot I mean like regular um and um when I went there um I, I actually used a uh, an EMF 
because I was checking, mm-hmm. I was checking my home with all of the towers and the cells, yes. you know, and I was checking my <laughs> home. So I said, "Oh, I'll bring it," and it it went a bit nuts in this one area. Oh, interesting. Um, and so I think she and she does see a lot, and it, like you say, it's kind of it changes quite regularly. Um, and uh, so I'm just thinking now, talking to you, what you know, because I've also spoken to other people where they've gone, "Oh, I'm really afraid." you know, and they've kind of gone to close it and then that's had a detrimental effect because they've not checked first. And um, so, yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm thinking out loud really, but I'm just thinking that maybe that's a really good piece of advice for people to not just go ahead and just do something, just kind of ask, have that conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have a meditation on my YouTube channel that I think is called spiritual protection for you in your home. And in that video, um, I actually lead you through a meditation to call in a guardian spirit for your house. And so you can give that guardian spirit any kind of instructions that you'd like. So if you have a portal, you have an issue, you can say, you know, please, can you be in charge of this portal <laughs> and like and here's what I want you to do and yeah. and I've had I don't I have no idea how many people have actually done it I've had I think thousands that have watched the video so and I get I mean people message me all the time to say oh my gosh like all my uh, you know all the activity stopped as soon as I did that or That's you know funny. I can see the spirit that came you know that I called so mm-hmm. um yeah it's a it's a pretty um pretty good meditation to do if you have especially okay. if you're not exactly sure what's going on you can yeah. just call in and yeah. say, you know, I think everybody should just have like a guardian spare for their home, regardless mm. of what's going on. Cause you can just say, Hey, watch my house when I'm gone and, mm-hmm. you know, keep the riffraff out and you can give them all kinds of <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. jobs that you'd like them to do that you don't want to do every day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's great advice. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> it is. I'd love, yeah. I'd love a guardian spare. I'm going to do that meditation. Yeah. <laughs> um, You have one. Uh, I'm sure. Oh, I have. Oh, I have one. Yeah. But is he for my house? He might just be for. Well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, I'm like really interested in the idea of being an earth keeper, Amy. So what what would you um, say it, uh, is the role of an earth keeper? Um, obviously, it sounds as though it's the communication, you know, sort of acting as a um a bridge I suppose between nature or or not even a bridge but actually directly communicating I suppose with nature and what other um what other things could somebody do to feel that they are being a keeper being a a guardian of the earth I suppose yeah I mean just your interest in uh connecting and working in that way even if you're not someone who feels comfortable you know having those conversations or wanting to do energy work you know just um you know having maybe a little altar in your backyard that you can you know place offerings on and and just let the nature spirits know like I'm here you know guide me if there's something specific that you'd like me to know or do please show me mm. um but just it's it's really amazing to me you know how many of the spirits just um have really just feel forgotten right or that nobody cares or that um or in some cases you know that they don't trust humans at all at this point because they just have had so many um bad examples and so they just really have withdrawn their energy 
And, you know, I think we've all been to places and probably, you know, if you're here listening to this, right, like strive for your place to be to be different than that. And and I'm sure that it is um, just with your your interest in your energy. But we've all been to places where you just go, oh, it just feels so good here. Right. Like just Mm -hmm. like the energy feels so happy or it feels so lush or beautiful or whatever, you know, and that's really the influence, not just of us as humans, but of all of these other spirits coming in and working along with us. You know, I, all the little fairies and nature spirits in my garden, they want to make sure like that I give them credit for the garden. It's not my garden, right? (laughs) Like (laughs) I come along and like, you know, put the hoses on and turn the water on, but like, they're like, Oh, this is our garden. We're taking care of it. Right. And so, um, there, there's just, there's a lot going on that we're not always aware of and we can't always see, but if you can just kind of walk through your life, remembering uh, that there is this whole other world that's living right alongside of us and is impacted by us. And then, mm-hmm. you know, thinking of the things that um, would be detrimental um, or harmful and whether that's, you know, spraying herbicides, you know, on your lawn or, um, you know, cutting down a tree without, you know, first saying, hey, this is what's happening and this is why we're going to do it. Um, All of those little things add up over time to kind of how the energy feels in a place and how um, how those spirits feel appreciated and respected. Yeah, it's like a partnership, isn't it? It feels like we we need to have a partnership, which which is akin to the partnership we might have with the universe or you know spirit or you know the same as we have with the earth or creativity I was listening to your amazing podcast with James McRae about creativity which is really up my street um because I I do believe that ideas and inspiration you know they just come from the divine they come from somewhere don't they (laughs) but where you know like he was saying about them popping into your head but Mm. it's like that partnership with the other isn't it there's something else Mm. and recognizing that you're working together you know you're not not just on your own we're co-creators aren't we yeah yeah co-creating yeah and I think in that episode I think now I can't remember if it was if it was James that said it or you know there were some clips from Terrence McKenna in there as well and the idea that you know, artists and creatives are really the ones who are in our culture still kind of allowed, right, to have this idea of the muse, right, that like, these ideas come from somewhere else. And that we then, you know, co-create with these energies to bring something into the world. And so I do think that's changing. I've felt that change in our culture, just in the time that, that I've been Mm -hmm. doing it, but it is, you know, it's not, um, it's not as often that, you know, that somebody says, you know, Oh, oh yes, I did this with the, you know, the trees gave me the idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The fairies are the ones tending my garden, right? Like you just don't hear yeah. that all that often. No. And um giving credit to um these other energies, whatever they are, wh- wherever they are, that um come in and co-create with us um in the way that we so, you know, yeah, famously you know, call the muse. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think you're right. I think it is becoming people are becoming more comfortable and and I know um you know when I was younger because I I used to get a lot of information from people or places or you know and I used to wonder how I could say it without them looking at me in a strange way so I always used to come out with oh you've already told me that or something you know but now I'm kind of comfortable and I do um, healing 
um, with angels and uh, Lemurian uh, energies and things like that. And I'm quite happy now to say, oh, the angels are saying, or, <laughs> you know, it's, but it's taken me a long time, Amy, to get to that <laughs> place. Yeah, I believe it. And like I said, I think some of it is like our culture has changed and shifted and some of this has become more acceptable, but I'm really surprised now even you know, where people might think that what I'm doing or talking about is a little odd. And then at the same time, they'll tell me, well, I do have this big, beautiful tree in my front yard. And like, you know, his name is whatever, you know, and, yeah. and I'm like, see, yeah. you're talking to the, the trees yeah. talking to you and you're receiving yeah. the information, right? You just, <laughs> yeah. you know, and we really? talk to our animals, our pets, right? Like we make up voices for them because like, that's how their voice sounds in our head, right? Like that's, yeah, yeah. That's how that works. You know, it's the same for a tree or, you know, a deer or you know, anything else. It's all this telepathic communication that we just um, weren't really taught formally how to do um, in yeah. our culture. And it's coming up, isn't it, more and more. So wonderful that it is. Yeah. Yeah. I um, <laughs> I really want to ask you a couple of things. So when you're talking about the spirit of the lands, I know you mentioned the fae and fairies. Um mm-hmm. I wondered, so people, I know people reference sometimes elementals, which I guess sit in that arena a little bit, um, and ancestors on the land. And, um, and, and they all, the other thing I wanted to ask you as well is about your spirit guide that appeared to you initially, just sort of gave you a bit of a hint with the hairy feet. Um, (laughs) yeah, I don't know about the hairy feet. Oh, I know about this. So (laughs) (laughs) it'll be all new for you. I have such a fascination with the whole subject of Sasquatch, Bigfoot. Oh, I do. You have told me about it. Um, (laughs) And I don't know why, but I just, yeah, I've always, you know, because sometimes they'll get a bad rap and people will be, oh, yeah, they're fearsome and da da da. And I'm thinking, I don't think they are. You know, I've always had this sense of them being almost protectors because they're always Mm -hmm. spotted in places where, well, forests mostly, I guess, it's the biggest, or or, or, um, bodies of water. But when I was listening to you talking about this, I was just beside myself with excitement. I was like, oh, my God, Amy, that's so cool. (laughs) (laughs) So I just wondered, yeah, if you could, uh, you know, for people listening, I'm sure they'll be absolutely fascinated about the spirits, you know, how you would define the spirits of the land and also your spirit guide. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many and it's so funny. You know, it's like every time. I think I've seen it all, right? I didn't know. And if I say to them, and sometimes they do, because they'll surprise me. I'm going to say, I didn't know you were real. They'll, you know, be kind of offended sometimes. Like, of course oh I'm real. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean? I'm not real. Look at me here. Um, <laughs> and so, so it is really funny. Like all of these things that we might refer to as mythical mm. um, creatures, I have come across many of them uh in different readings and and experiences and you know there I I guess there's a reason why that they're in our collective consciousness right because people have been interacting with them and coming across them or or hearing about them or telling stories about them for um eons Mm -hmm. and so they very much are um there and whether that's you know nature spirits whether you can put them in the categories of you know gnomes and uh or you know fairies and these types of energies um yeah you know all like I said I did a reading once and there was like a I don't know if it was a pond or a lake but it was like this swamp creature that came out and it's like a swamp creature (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> was a little offended that I like. <laughs> yes, like, what do you mean it's so great? Job? <laughs> Where else would I live? But in a blank, you know. So anyhow, um, so there's just like all kinds of different, you know, energies and and you know how much of it comes from our collective imagination and consciousness and and you know kind of is created into these um, ideas and, and who knows. But um, but yes, I started quite a few years ago um, in my journeys, I would see this little girl, she's, you know, very small and unassuming, right, little girl, but she had hairy feet. And she didn't really ever talk much, she would just come and sit next to me kind of like in my, you know, mind's eye while I would be journeying. And it took a couple of years before um, really she shape shifted into uh, a Bigfoot, really, um, Sasquatch, right? There's so many different um, names for them because, again, people for eons have been experiencing them in a, in a different way. And mm-hmm. this is another thing that falls in the category of like our media has frightened us or has created these stories about, you know, hunting them and finding them and killing them and all of these things instead of really just feeling into the energy, which my experience has been the same as you. It is this loving, protective, healing um, energy. And so I've now worked with them quite a bit over the last, I don't know, maybe five years or so, like really kind of exclusively. And, And there's one particular location not too many, not too far away from where I live, where um, like the elders really are. It's a very old growth forest and it's, it's very beautiful. And and they've worked with me there quite a bit and have really shown me that like, this is another soul family that I belong to, right? Like there's a piece of me somewhere, you know, in space and time that is a part of, um, of that group. And so um, that being said, I always tell people when they reach out and say, I've been seeing them too, or they come into my journeys too they're just they're very very invested in the earth right so they mm-hmm. yeah. um as opposed to i always think about them um you know if you ever work with you know star beings or those types of energies where it's that very high frequency um you know otherworldly type energy but they're really they might come to the earth to do some work or to work with us but this isn't their main domain where you know, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, like that they live here with us too. And so they're very concerned about the earth and they do a lot of energetic work with the earth. And so, and the grids, I think that's, that's my sense as well. So Mm. I always say, if you're doing work with the earth or work with the grids, you're probably going to trip across them somewhere (laughs) because they're connecting, you know, with the humans that are doing this work as well, so that we can kind of, you know, spread this network of, um, kind of grid workers, earth workers um, yeah. around and and they're, um, you know, we do a piece on our on our plane and then they pick it up and continue it on on their plane or, or vice versa. And so, mm. um, yeah, it's it's really fascinating. In fact, this year they've been asking me a lot to um, make like organite devices, which are, okay. um, you know, they gosh, I have to come up. It's like resin. Um, that hardens with some metal and a quartz crystal in it. And really what it's doing is it's putting a lot of pressure on a quartz crystal so that then it's, you know, um, amplifying that energy Um, out. And they're they're really good uh, weather working tools, actually, and uh, and really kind of holding holding the energy in the earth. And so they started asking me to make these and and put them in certain places this year. And, you know, most of the time I just kind of say, okay, sure, whatever. (laughs) 
whatever you need, you know, <laughs> like, I don't ask a lot of questions. Um, but for some reason, I, the, like, it just kept stri- striking me that they wanted this, like, very physical thing, right? This, mm. um, and man-made, right? Not like, they're not mm. asking for, you know, just go get a piece of amethyst and put it out here. Um, you know, that, that I had to do something um, to to this quartz crystal basically for them. And so um, they were really explaining about how, first of all, when I do that, not only can we like leave behind this item, it's almost like leaving ourselves behind in a location, right? So normally they, you know, they would have to wait for me to show up somewhere and then they can say, hey, can you do this so that we can do that? Yeah. Um, When we, you know, leave this kind of, um, you know, elemental piece behind. Um, it's like us, right? Because we're crystalline um, yeah. beings as well in this plane. So it's like a physical item in this plane that then they can work with when I leave and I'm not there anymore. And so wow. it really like gave me this whole different kind of perspective of what they're doing and how they're doing it and how how we're all working together. So yeah, it's amazing. That is because I, I was going to ask you what's the sort of things that they've asked you to do. So that's uh, that's an example. And um, I know I've I've heard before and, and worked with what I call the crystalline grid, um, and I just see it as light, just light. Mm-hmm. So sometimes um, I kind of will check in, and and they'll say yes, you can work with this energy for clients if they're particularly kind of not really very grounded or mm-hmm. uh, really great for that so it's interesting that they have the link in in that way the grids because the other thing that you see with them with the phenomena are are people talking about orbs um, Mm -hmm. around them and I'm assuming that's as you were explaining because they they don't have to physically be here um, all of the time they can you know in yeah. and out, yeah. <laughs> move, move between dimensions very easily. Yes, uh, we've not nailed that yet. That's that's no. to come. <laughs> that's their magic. Yeah, yeah. 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 sorted the teleportation out yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. There's a lot of days I wish I could. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Me too. <laughs> um, I was going to ask you, Amy, with with that in mind of you know, kind of where we're going and moving forwards, this idea of the ascension path almost that we're on and obviously it's it kind of feels like it's mother earth and us it's not an individual task it's a collective and the earth I just wondered what your thoughts were on on that at this time because a lot of people are referencing well people are talking about stargates for example opening um, they're talking about the changes in was it the Schumann resonance has been mentioned a few mm, times. This and sort of sun, sort of sun solar energy, flares. solar flares. Yeah, I just wondered if you thought it was all kind of part of the same thing, uh, you know, this this ascension path essentially. Yeah, that and that's my sense, and that that's certainly kind of the messages I've received and and um, the experiences that I've had, and and really to see how it's all working together, right? Where it's like if you think about the sun as being like, that's where source energy comes to us here on earth, right? There's, mm-hmm. you know, there's source and it goes through whatever the grand central sun, the central sun, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and then our sun. And so it's like that energy is getting stepped down. And so when you have those solar flares, right, that's like new information coming at us from source, but it's not right. It doesn't just come to us. It comes to all of earth and all of the trees and all of the plants and all of the animals, right? Like we all kind of get flooded with this light, which is light is information, right? Um, And the, you know, new codes, whatever it is at a certain time, that's really 
um, you know, asking us to meet these new levels, right? That, mm -hmm. um, ooh, we just up-leveled, right? The energy just shifted up. But in order for us to shift up and the earth to shift, anything that doesn't match, it's kind of like the portals, right? Like anything mm -hmm. that doesn't match that frequency has to go away. Uh, yeah. And so, you know, instead of us, you know, necessarily sitting in a chair and meditating and being like, let me do some shadow work to, right? Like, find that bit of trauma that still needs to be released. It's really like happening um, spontaneously in many ways. But that's why when we get these big solar flares and it's like everybody's a little cranky for a few days, right? Like all of our all of our stuff is getting stirred yeah. up so that we can release it so that we can just say, I don't know where this came from. I don't know what this is, but I don't need it anymore. I'm just going to let it go. Mm. Um, and that helps us kind of, uh, you might say, ascend. But I think it gets confused a lot of times. Like people think like we're, we're ascending to get out of here, to yes. get off of this plane. Mm, yes. the, the challenge is whether or not we can stay in this plane and stay in these bodies. Right. And um, it's interesting because I think we, we also get confused sometimes like all of these other, what we might call higher dimensional beings, right. Whether it be Bigfoot or um, you know, or star beings or angels yeah. or, you know, whatever, whatever. Um, they don't have a physical body on earth like we do. Mm -hmm. Like that's the experiment. That's the challenge is how do we hold this light? And they can hold the light because they don't have a physical body that yeah. they have yeah. to anchor it into. And so like, they're all amazed at us, right? Like we look around mm -hmm. at them and say, ah, oh, how do you, how do you teleport? Right? Like, how do you yeah. tell? They don't have a body, right? <laughs> like, oh, that's a trick. They don't, yeah. they don't have yeah. the challenges that we do. And so we're, um, that's, that's the process is, you know, how do we hold more and more and increasing amounts of light uh, in our physical body while still anchored on earth? And so earth is going through that exact same experience, right? How can earth ascend? I think, you know, many people say earth is on its way to being a star um, at some, you know, this distant <laughs> point. Yeah. Uh, some other timeline. Um, but, you know, Earth is is going through its own ascension as well. And so that's what we see mm. with um, some of the rapid changes that we see um, in our climate, especially is, you know, there's some agreements that um, they're like, the, there's things not suited for this, uh, for this climate anymore. Mm. And, you know, it, I mean, there's a whole, that's a whole other discussion of, you know, like yeah. how much is <laughs> and how much is, we could know, do another one. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole nother, whole nother topic, but yeah. there really are, there are a lot of species leaving earth, right? They're not no longer suited. Um, but I think we get, we get lost sometimes in the grief of that because mm -hmm. there is a lot of grief associated with that um, without realizing that there are new things coming as well, right? There are new species being um, discovered or found or, um, you know, coming to earth to really shift this energy and be in this new, whatever we're going to call it, new earth as well. And so that's happening to us too, right? Like our bodies yeah. are changing, our things are shifting, we're, um, we're experiencing um, different things in our body, right? Like science tells us every day, like new things that are discovered about mm -hmm. our DNA or about, you know, um, our crystalline bodies and those types of things. And so all of that is really, you know, kind of happening simultaneously um, with, with ascension. And that's, that's the way I see it anyhow. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I, I, I am. I'm a poet, Amy, and I write. Um, I get quite inspired. Over the past sort of year, year or two, I've really become 
Um, well, they're like download, a bit like downloads from, but by nature, I've been really being inspired by nature. Mm. And um, I um, I wrote a poem called Earth Poem, but one of the lines in it, which kind of just came from, goodness, you know, whatever, um, was plug me back into the mother. And that's mm. kind of how I, it felt that that was how I felt, you know, I just was, want to I just want to be plugged back into the yeah. mother yeah. which kind of like now I think about it which came to me while you were talking that that actually encompasses the light as well the sort of plugging in you know the, that that kind of the whole thing of being charged by nature yeah um which I hadn't thought about before so it's funny how you yeah. you get these downloads and then you kind of go oh yeah <laughs> That happens yeah. to me too later. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, that's how that actually works. But I'm yeah, just, yeah, you yeah. know, like a number of years ago, I started getting a message like, quit wearing sunglasses. And I was like, why? <laughs> like, I, I don't understand. And it was maybe another year or so later before I came across some of the studies about how, yeah, if the light can't actually hit a lens on the back of your eyeballs, um, like your body can't make vitamin D. And so we're, mm-hmm. you know, we run around outside thinking that, you know, we're getting the benefits of the sun, but we've got sunglasses on, we're not getting it. But it's the same thing. Like they didn't give me like a whole long explanation. They just said, quit wearing your sunglasses. And which is why I say sometimes I'm like, like, I just, okay, whatever. Sure. I'll just do it. Um, (laughs) I don't always ask tons of questions, but, um, but yeah, that's uh, that those types of things I think come into us. And, and I really come to understand that as well. Like we're, we're basically, you know, like a battery that gets charged by the earth. And so, um, you know, I try and remember, like, we're the opposite, right? Like, I plug my phone in before I go to bed. But like the opposite, I go to bed, and I'm unplugged, because I'm in my house, and I'm, you know, I'm on a mattress, and I'm on, you know, like, I'm Mm -hmm. not. And so the first thing I do is go outside and put my feet on the earth so that I'm like, you know, just Mm -hmm. imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, battery symbol, like charging, yeah. <laughs> charging yeah. back up. And so mm-hmm. every amount of time I can do that, whether it be, you know, touching a tree when it's winter time and harder to get my feet on the earth or, um, you know, summer and physically going outside or sitting on the ground or all of those things are like recharging me as mm-hmm. a battery on yeah. the earth. And I think, you know, maybe ancient people didn't need to know those things because they didn't have all of these artificial things that separated them from the earth. And so whether, you know, we just like these, um, we like science to prove these things to be true, right? <laughs> like mm-hmm. we like someone to tell us like, yes, it is healthy for you to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it feels good when you do it, right? Like, yeah. you know, that it feels good and that you enjoy it and that like your mood is better in nature and all of those things. And yeah. so I think you're right. Like we're, we're getting to this place where we're realizing also collectively like, that we're very sick as a culture um, and that there's a lot of uh, modern issues that we're having that are really just a complete disconnection from the sunlight, from water, from the earth, from, you know, from the elements. And so as we um, can come to know and understand that and plug back in to your, um, Mm -hmm. to your download, I think um, we'll see, we'll see a big shift in our, in our health. Yeah, I think you're right. And I I always think of that currency or that energy as life force energy, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, the, the trees are like, I mean, hello. (laughs) 
<laughs> Obviously. <laughs> How we do it. Hello. Yeah, right. Right. What, oh. can, what we could learn from trees. I know. You'd never yeah. just, you know, put a tree with its bare roots in the middle of your house and expect <laughs> it to live. You no, exactly. it, right? And like stick it in front of the TV all day and be like, but that's light. So that's fine. You'll live. You don't need actual yeah, sunshine, yeah, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't do that yeah. to a tree. Why would you do it to yourself? And it's- there's also that connect the connections that trees have with each other, isn't it? That's, mm. you know, they're almost like communities and we've lost that a lot of the time in our society haven't we and and we don't flourish because we've lost that particularly with the the digital impact it's kind Mm. of it's stopped that interaction in person actual physical um being in the vicinity of somebody yeah yeah, like we sit right next to you Exactly. Being able to actually, you know, touch. We have, um, we have a, and it's an actual legitimate vortex, um, only about 20 miles from where I live, but it's a tourist attraction, you know, where you can go in and and take tours. And part of the tour that they do is they have everybody in the group um, hold hands. And then they have this little, I don't know what it is, you know, a little battery powered um, light bar. And so it lights up and buzzes when you have an electrical current, right? And so they have everybody, you know, hold hands in a circle and then the last person grabs and the whole thing lights up, right? And it's that, that, like, really good example of how, you know, yeah, when we touch each other, we are transferring energy. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, especially coming off the past few years where everybody was so afraid to touch anybody or anything, (laughs) you know, um, and really separated and lost some of that, Mm -hmm. um, that, that, vibration and that frequency exchange that we get when we are near each other yeah I've seen a couple of those places where in the with the vortex where the kind of the perceptions all out like the uh-huh. two people stood next is that what you mean like where there's two people stood next to each other and one looks like they're either further back or shorter oh, really? but like lands yeah it's it's bizarre cool. but it's really cool <laughs> yeah this place does a really good job with their tour of actually giving taking people through all these different experiments so they they have measured all of the vortex so they know kind of like where the edges are and they'll they'll do that so they'll have one person standing in the vortex and one outside and then they have them switch places and like one will shrink and one will grow and it really shows like how we're just made up of energy right and that how Mm -hmm. that energy is exerting force on us Mm -hmm. can literally change how tall we are <laughs> yeah and, it's, and really it's crazy and it's painless yeah <laughs> right yeah you wouldn't, and, and when you're physically doing it other than and they tell you you know like look you know find a point of reference on that person okay switch sides and now you realize like oh I'm looking over the top of their head now and yeah. I was you know looking right at their chest before so awesome. um but otherwise yeah you wouldn't you wouldn't maybe even notice that you had walked in and out of it that's yeah, amazing. It's it's. Uh, I just love stuff like that. It's mm. yeah, pa- absolutely fascinating and uh, great to experience in person. I'm sure. I don't yeah, think we've got yeah, anything really like that near us in the you UK. Have to find out. Yeah. We'll have to- <laughs> yeah. There's quite a few of them. Well, I don't know, maybe ten or twelve of them. I think in the US that are yeah. that are actual that have been developed into you know mm, yeah yeah, yeah have attractions and some of them are more kind of hokey than others but um but this one they've done a really good job and they've done a lot of um they've had a lot of what scientific people come in and research it and do whatever and so it's a good tour to uh, get a feel for like yeah like, yeah like this is and an measure it then. thing <laughs> you know like this yeah. is it's yeah it's measurable and you can you can see it so they yeah. can't do blanket wow. I wanted to just um, ask you, Amy, because I'm obviously just aware of time, but before you go, I just wanted to ask you about a question about ancestors, because Mm -hmm. I know you've had a personal 
experience. I was listening to the podcast um, where you, I, I can't remember the details, but you found the photograph and you were looking into that and there was a whole other thing that opened up <laughs> like, oh my God. Um, but I just, I'm interested because I think you know, there are people I think now that are starting to connect more to their own ancestors and find out about these links. And sometimes there is a past life link, um, but just, yeah, with all of these shifts and changes, it's almost like there's um, a remembering or a coming together. It's like there's kind of, there's you, and then the, they're all like stood behind you. Yeah. <laughs> there's this there's re- so many asses, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I just wondered if, um, you know, for people listening, if you could share a little bit either of your experience or what your thoughts were on, on what's happening with uh, how people are kind of remembering and connecting with their ancestors. I would say a lot of my ancestor work started with making a connection to my ancient ancestors. And this is actually a practice that um, I have people do it in the Earth Tenders Academy as well, because I think when we think about our ancestors, often we get caught in the most recent ones, the ones we know, and that we may have strong feelings about one way or another. And um, and in some cases, it can feel quite scary, you know, that there are people that you don't want to connect with in spirit for good reason. Mm-hmm. And so in, but the thing about working with energy like this and, and working with your ancestral line is that, you know, we perceive it as linear, but it's not right. Yeah. We think, you know, you go back 30 years and you go back 30 more years and you go back, but really, you know, all of time is happening at the same time. It's like one mm-hmm. big ball of energy and all of these different points kind of happening um, yeah. simultaneously. And so you can absolutely skip the ones <laughs> that, <laughs> yeah. uh, that you're not interested in, right? Or Yeah, exactly. And then very well, maybe unwell ancestors, right? Just because you pass away doesn't make you somehow, um, you know, uh, resolved all of your issues in your life. Some people do that on the other side and some do not. And so there may be good reasons to avoid some of the more <laughs> recent yeah. ones. Yeah. Um, but uh, in going back to your ancient and to my point earlier, like the earth honoring ancestors, right? That you are in this place where you're wanting to make this reconnection to the earth. And so um, making and kind of calling forward those um, healed and healthy ancestors that had that tradition is a really good place to start because um, first of all, you're going way back, you know, depending on, depending on your lineage, you may be going back a few thousand years um, to, to find them. And then they're really um, able to kind of, I always say like grease the wheels and spirit, right? Like they can kind of um, give you some suggestions of any, you know, healing work that might um, need to be done. And uh, just kind of like a place to start. And then, you know, when you then interact with maybe other ancestors that aren't part of your lineage, when you're working on the land or whatnot, you have your ancient ancestors there with you to kind of say, no, she's fine. Like we know her, right? (laughs) It's okay. You can talk to her. Um, You can vouch for her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so, um, so, so that's really, really helpful. And I always suggest people um, there. So there's a gentleman named um, Dr. Daniel Four F-O-O-R. He's written a book called Ancestral Medicine, I believe. And, um, and that's a lot of this, um, comes from from his work as well. And 
Uh, and he has, you know, classes and in, in this type of thing as well, if that's something that people really want to dive into specifically. But yeah. in my experience, really what happened was after I kind of opened that door, I did some healing work with those ancient ancestors. It really was within a matter of months um, that some more recent ancestors that I didn't know um, came to me and wanted to work with me and do some healing work for um, that part of the lineage. And that initially, you know, I, I worked with them and we, you know, did, did the, the initial healing work that they had requested. And I thought we were done. (laughs) And then it turned into like this three year long journey, um, which I documented on the last season of my podcast, if anybody's interested in listening to the whole long story, um, because it was, it was a specific healing work that needed to be done um, around uh, a group, a handful of generations that were connected to a very specific religion. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they wanted to do a lot of healing work around that. And so through that process, I came to realize that um, that I had a lifetime in that uh, that timeline yeah. and in my own religion or in my own um, ancestor, ancestral life. Yes. So yes. therefore, yeah. like I... I am here and I am also there as my ancestor, right? And so um, it was very funny how it all kind of unfolded. Um, But ultimately, even though I knew that that was the case, that I lived in this line somewhere, um, I really didn't feel compelled to figure out who it was. I didn't think that I could even really, you Mm -hmm. know, I was like, how would I even know which person this was? And through a series of very, you know, strange, funny events, I figured out exactly who it was. And or really like he came to me um, repeatedly. And before I finally was like, oh, my gosh, this this is me like in this other lifetime. And strangely, there was tons of information about him and his life um, on one wow. of the, the ancestral um, websites. And so yeah. I was able to learn an incredible amount of information about him, um, including an injury he had slightly in maybe two months before he passed away, a very serious injury um, that echoed a pain that I have had in my body for, you know, 25 mm-hmm. years. Oh. Um, and that through every effort, right, like every doctor who's ever looked at it is like, it's fine. Like, there's nothing wrong here. And I'm like, I limp. I am in pain. Like, I can't sleep. You know, it's this horrible pain that no one could see. Um, and so through this process, realizing like he had broken, you know, his leg or his hip in this exact same place that I had this pain in the couple of months before he had passed away. And so in, um, finally kind of going through that and settling that energy and selling that work and really helping him, yeah. um, kind of move on. Um, I have not had a single pain during, you know, like 25 years, right? Um, that's crazy at all one time since then, it's been like a year since then now. And so it's just really remarkable. It goes to show like how connected we still are to all of these pieces of our soul Mm -hmm. and also how much healing can still be done in the present moment. And again, when we really release this idea that everything's linear, that like that happened and it's over and it doesn't right you can go back there you can do that work and i come across that a lot in the land too where um you know there are spirits that are present who are connected to a certain timeline and that timeline can be resolved or that issue can be um 
can be healed so that mm. it ripples out in every single direction. I mean, who knows how many other pieces of my soul and other timelines also received that same healing in, in addition to uh, yeah. you know, me here. And so, um, so yeah, there can be, there can be a lot of good done um, if you're feeling called to ancestral um, healing work and really feeling like, you know, you might want to be the person in, in your lineage who, um, who takes that on. And, and it is, I'm not going to say an easy trick. Yeah, really, uh, it has been, but it was um, quite remarkable. And, and really, I have felt a lot of shifts in my life as, as a result of taking the time and, and doing that work and, and, you know, going down the rabbit hole to see what was there to be found. It's just such an incredible story. And it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Where it's almost like you're following the breadcrumbs, like there's bits that just kept coming up to kind of lead you to potentially, I'm guessing the end result in, in that you healed something that's, that's been, you know, an issue for you now. Um, Although obviously going back to this simultaneous timeline thing, it's <laughs> now, now then what is now? Yeah. Sometimes it's like, <laughs> you have to really like, it just bends your yeah, brain yeah. in some really <laughs> difficult ways sometimes. And so, yeah. you know, I think some, and you know, that's why we have to have these experiences to really realize like when it happens to you, you really can't argue with it. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, I don't know exactly how that happened. Um, but wow. And it really yeah. was, you know, I was getting, a, I was having a lot of dreams, um, kind of that were pushing me along as I, w- I was seeing things that I was like, I shouldn't, you know, I was seeing religious rituals that I, me, this person doesn't, I don't understand them. I don't know what they are. Mm. Um, I don't know what I keep being shown. And so I really, I kind of had to, like you say, follow those breadcrumbs and kind of start researching and looking things up and understanding yeah. what it was I was being shown. And so there was just there was just a lot of, you know, not just the physical pain um, from that injury, but there were a lot of layers of religious trauma that mm-hmm. even if I wasn't fully aware of them in this lifetime, I can feel the shift of that healing mm-hmm. in this lifetime around a variety of different kind of topics and things in my life. So it's been, mm-hmm. it's been really um, transformational. It really has been. Yeah, wow. it sounds it. Amy, I could um, chat to you <laughs> all day. Yeah, for the sake Same. of the podcast, we'll 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 wrap it up. But um, before you go, I mean, I'll include all of this in the show notes anyway. But for people that want to either find out about you and your podcast and how they can listen, or you know, details about the Earth Tenders Academy, so that right? You got um, it right. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah. Do you want to just tell people how they can find you, or you know, potentially work with you? Yes, yes. My website is followinghawks.com. So like the bird, following hawks. Uh, and you can find everything there. So you can find um, information about the Earth Tenders Academy, uh, links to all my podcast episodes. Of course, you can go onto your podcast player and just look up the Earth Keepers. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you will find me there. I'm on Instagram. I'm on YouTube. I'm on, I don't know, Facebook. <laughs> I'm on TikTok. In all, all the dimensions. You're yeah, in all the dimensions. Social media multi-dimensions yeah, yeah. as well. <laughs> <laughs> it does feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> 
Amy, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we're just going to be smiling now for the rest yeah. of the evening. Yeah. It's just been so wonderful, wonderful to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time. And I know that the listeners are just going to be yeah. just blown it's away by just been so fascinating, about. hasn't yeah. it? And you've just got such a remarkable story as well. Thank you for sharing all that with us. Oh, thank you so much for having me. This has been fun. Oh, thank, thank you. you. <laughs> Thanks for listening. So if you would like to connect to us elsewhere in the multiverse, well, you can. You can find me, Sally, at thecreativeview.co.uk or on Instagram as the.creative.u. For Sibby, her website is healingrights.com and she's also on Instagram as Sibby Rights. Lots of love. See you soon.